listening to Mr. Radio, and I'm your host, Marshall. I'm taking the summer off, but now and then I will reach into the vaults for an old show from way back when. Mr. Radio invites you to participate from the comfort of your own home, where I will interview you about anything. Politics, education, religion, science, industry, or the arts. So, if you'd like to share your life with a 30-minute interview over the phone, Zoom, or any other platform, please let me know by emailing me at mrradio2020 at gmail.com. That's M-I-S-T-E-R... R-A-D-I-O, numerals 2020 at gmail.com. Mr. Radio 2020 at gmail.com. Now let's reach into the vaults for an original Mr. Radio. Today's show is an interview with jazz saxophonist, the late John Lee Krasnow. Welcome to our show, John. Hi. I'm uh, very curious you started out as a clarinet player in junior high school. Well, oh, I went back before then, actually. Um, I started out in uh, fourth grade. What, what I really wanted to do at the time, and what I still wouldn't mind doing, actually, was be a baseball player. Uh, but uh, I was kind of a sickly child, and it became obvious that athletics were, uh, were not my strong point. So uh, my parents uh, felt I should take up uh, an instrument, and they felt <coughs> they asked me uh, if I wanted to take piano lessons. And being a very stubborn kid, I said no, because they said piano. I decided I didn't want to play the piano. And uh, what eventually happened was they said, okay, you're such a wise guy. You tell us what you want to play. And I didn't even know. I had no idea. I didn't even know what the instruments were. Uh, so I wound up looking in the dictionary and looking up the instruments. And next to each instrument was a little picture. And uh, only because I happened to like the little picture of the clarinet, I decided to, to, pick it, uh, to uh, play the clarinet. Oddly enough, it was a good choice because the reeds seemed to be uh, the uh, family of instruments for which I had the most aptitude. Uh, saxophone interest came later when I started listening to the rock uh, doo-wop or rhythm and blues groups of the 50s. They all featured sax players, and I liked the sound, and you know that's what started the ball rolling. You told me an interesting story a long time ago about playing drums in a band. Yes, uh, I eventually did uh, drop the clarinet because I never really made the switch to sax, uh, and I was already in college trying to write the great American novel at the time, uh, and I lost interest in music temporarily. Uh, however, a band that I was managing, the drummer uh, had some sort of uh, problem with the uh, law. I don't remember exactly what it was, but this was the 60s, folks, so... Uh, it probably had something to do with uh, controlled substances, shall we say. And uh, he was uh, no longer able to perform with us, so uh, I just took over the drums. I always had a good sense of rhythm. And uh, it was kind of hairy when I first started. I didn't realize that I... W I knew I was left-handed, but I didn't realize that there was such a thing as playing drums left-handed. So I was trying to play them right-handed. You can imagine uh, the results. But uh, finally, I got switched around, and things went pretty well. Let's get to why I invited you here today. After... Many years, you finally produced an album, and I'd like the listeners to hear a little bit of the album. The first cut we will be playing is entitled Bad Day on Avenue B. Now, you live near Avenue B. Were you influenced by Avenue uh, B when you wrote this? Yes, this is based on an uh, actual true historical incident, or it's named after one. Unfortunately, I can't go into the details without having a lawyer present, so uh, maybe we better just listen to the music. Okay, Bad Day on Avenue B. Thank you. 
day on Avenue B. Yeah. Looking at your album cover, I see you have quite an eclectic group for a uh, personnel. Can you tell me a little bit about the personnel for your band? Yeah, I will. Uh, I'd like to. Uh, first of all, uh, the trumpeter is the um, most well-known member, Valery Ponomarev. He's from Moscow. He's been living here for some time. <coughs> lives in Queens. And uh, used to play with Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers, and he's the most prominent member of the group. Uh, Bill Patton's an old friend of mine from school. He plays electric bass. Uh, I'm playing baritone sax. Uh, Jerry Vimola is the tenor sax player, and uh, so those of you who are familiar with jazz may notice that he sounds quite a bit like John Coltrane, but he certainly has his own uh, uh, things to say as well, and uh, he's a very valuable uh, member of the band as far as the sound is concerned. Uh, Janice Friedman is our piano player. Uh, she works quite a bit in New York in the club scene. Uh, Jeff Hitman, the alto sax player, who works in New York and in Florida quite a bit. And our drummer is from t uh, Japan, I'm not sure exactly which part, uh, Yoshitaka Uematsu. You mentioned John Coltrane, uh, in, uh, the, uh, your sax player was perhaps influenced by Influenced him. by, yes. Not copying, but influenced by You're him. from Closter, New Jersey. I believe Bill Evans was from Closter. Yeah, he lived in Closter for a while. I, I live in the city now. I was originally from uh, New York, uh, Stuyvesant Town area, but uh, my parents still live in Closter, and uh, I go back there quite a bit. If you uh, had to pick someone who has influenced your style of playing, who might that be? Well, personally, as far as uh, my playing is concerned, it would probably be um, uh, Peppa Adams, um, Leroy Cooper on baritone sax, uh, Ronnie Cuba, uh, anybody but uh, Jerry Mulligan. Uh, as far as composing, uh, you'd have uh, Coltrane as, as composer, uh, Horace Silver, uh, and uh, Art Blakey, well, he, he's not a composer, but the material that he played in his, his group, the Jazz Messengers. Well, I'm glad you, you mentioned Coltrane, because I do pick a hint of Coltrane in some of your compositions. What yes, about uh, I think, I, inst I, interestingly enough, I think he's, he's always spoken of as the great player, but uh, very rarely is he referred to as a great composer, which I feel he definitely is. Borderline Case, yes. it's another cut from your new album. Yes. Tell me a little bit about Borderline Case. Uh, well, uh, it has kind of a strange, eerie sound, and uh, I just named it Borderline Case. Um, oh, I don't know. Uh, no particular reason.
Case featuring a song from a new album by John Lee Krasnow. John, I'm fascinated by the cover. Yes. Ululation is the name Ululation. of the. Ululation. Ululation. I'm, I'm sorry. Wait, wait a minute. I, I better turn your mic on. Go yes, ahead. yes, that would help. Ululation. Ululation or ululation, depending on which dictionary you consult, which means a howling or wailing as of a dog or wolf. And what we have on the front is the silhouette of a wolf and the word ululation coming out of his mouth. Ululation serves as the name of the album and the group. Um, it's really a, a beautiful cover. Who helped you put the cover together? The co yeah, it's a fantastic cover. I work for the uh, Columbia Record and Tape Club, um, and uh, in fact, they'll be offering this album in their catalog. If any of you are members, you should be seeing it, hopefully in the not-too-distant future. Uh, and uh, our art director put this together for me, and he did a fantastic job. It's really a striking cover. We're all very proud of it. Before it comes out in the record club, if someone uh, was interested, one of our listeners was interested yes. in getting the album, how would they go about? Because I don't uh, think it's in, in your record stores. Well, it? it may be in some stores. You might try Tower Records, but if you can't find it, and again, it's spelled U-L-U-L-A-T-I-O-N, if you don't see it, um, the best thing to do would be to uh, call the following uh, number, and uh, if no one is there, leave a message. Uh, on the answering service, 201, of course, 768-2641, and uh, we will be able to accommodate you uh, if you desire a copy of this album. I have a short memory. What, what was that number again? 201-768-2641. Tell me, how do, you, how do you get the ideas for your uh, compositions? Well, you know, that's a good question, uh, and uh, I've asked myself that question um, and uh, I haven't come up with a really good answer, but I do have an interesting story, which is absolutely true. Uh, you may find this hard to believe, but it's true. Uh, I was reading uh, in a magazine, of course we all, some of us know, uh, may know, uh, that um, the brain is divided into two halves, the right half and the left half, and the right half is the imaginative artistic side, the left half is the uh, mathematical and logical side. And I actually read where some scientist who probably was in the grip of a nervous breakdown at the time, uh, somehow came up with this concept that uh, the, the circuitry is crossed. We, th this again is known so that if you stimulate the left side of the body controls the right brain and the right side of the body controls the left brain. So this guy somehow figured out that if you breathe through your left nostril, 
you will stimulate the right side or the imaginative side of the brain. So one morning I tried this, I sat down, and I actually breathed through my left nostril for about 15 minutes. He said about 10 or 15 minutes, which means you have to hold your other nostril closed. I'm glad no one else was around at the time. And all I can say is it didn't seem to work. Other than that, I don't know how I do get my ideas. Some, they just seem to pop uh, into my... Uh, into my head. Uh, perhaps they percolate in the subconscious. Uh, I really don't know. Well, let's listen to some more of the uh, crossed circuitry between <laughs> the left and right brain, and we'll pick Hunkamunka.
almost out of time here. I want to thank you for being our guest on This Is Bergen, and I hope you have a lot of luck and success with your album. Well, thanks a lot. It's my pleasure. We're uh, very uh, much interested in college radio. We think this is a strong album. College students will enjoy it, and uh, we certainly hope you did today, and uh, we're trying to hit as many college stations as we can. Okay. A little blue, bar uh, blue barracuda blue to barracuda. take us out. You've been listening to Mr. Radio. Our new season begins in November of this year, and I'm booking guests right now. This program was written and produced by Marshall. Our theme music was played by Ululation. Mr. Radio is available on iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. And don't forget to tune in again for another episode of Mr. Radio. Mr. Radio.